Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor. I am writing solo today, and I have a lot to talk about. We are talking about Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, I'm talking to you about Rehouses of Salt Lake City, and I'm going to be talking about the Jen Shah sentencing that happened this morning. Um, I'm, you know what? Let's let's start with Salt Lake City first because I think I have less to say about the show itself and more to say about the sentencing that happened this morning. So there's this great um, Instagram account called uh, Inner City Press, and they were doing like live tweets about the entire thing. I mean, it was it was incredible. So let me cut to the chase. First of all, if you don't know, she's been sentenced to six and a half years in prison. She needs to, um, I think she needs to start her sentence on February 17th. So in about six weeks. And um, I believe that they're also asking that after that point, she's going to be for five years, essentially gets on parole. So she's going to be highly monitored to make sure she doesn't start scamming people again. Um, that is what the sentencing was. But this, so truthfully, what I have understood about, you know, the case has primarily been through the show uh, a little bit here and there on Twitter. And then also the Bravo docket actually, um, didn't end up watching the documentary that was put out because um, I just never got around to it. But I did see some clips just this morning before the sending, sentencing started. And I just I would encourage people to go and watch it. I'm actually going to go and watch it after I finish recording this. Um, Jen Shaw is a bad guy. And I'm bringing this up because I did watch the episode today. I watched it about an hour ago. And I am having a very, very, very difficult time watching this television show uh, knowing what I know about what the fuck she did. Like, like she's a really, really bad fucking person. Like the fact that this, like, here's what's, here's what's annoying about watching the TV show right now is that um, the show is opening up on another episode about fucking Heather Gay denying her black eye, right? Like, I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that she is, she is obviously, obviously denying whatever because she also knows that Jenja is a horribly, horribly bad person. Like, the fact that there's this woman, Dana, who is... <laughs> sadly saying pleaded over and over again throwing me completely off but the fact that she is the only person somewhat functioning in reality right she's coming into this group and she's saying if i'm going to be on a tv show with an alleged criminal i i don't know how i'm supposed to sit here and pretend like i don't know what she did she probably did watch the hulu documentary you know what i mean 
Heather Gay obviously knows what Jen Shaw is capable of. She's admitted as much on Watch What Happens Live. She knows what Jen is capable of. The fact that she is saying, uh, we don't know what happened. She keeps looking at Jen. Jen, maybe you know what happened. And she's waiting for Jen to say something later on. She says, you know, you we should save and tell them what, what happened. That's going to put the fear of God into some of them. You know me. I'm loyal to the core. Snitches get stitches. You know, all that stuff that she says I mean, I've I've been watching enough Sopranos to know what the fuck is going on here. And I bring up the Sopranos because Jen Shah is a mob boss, you guys. She is not like people are treating this like some Teresa Judice shit. No, 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 no. This is not Teresa Judice, okay? This is not a a less than less than uh. I wouldn't say um. You know she's. <laughs> Not the brightest bubble housewife in Teresa Judice just signing off papers, letting her husband kind of run the show, right? Like, this is not that. This is a woman who led the conspiracy. So let's let's just talk about the sentencing. Um, some of the things that happen in the sentencing is, number one, I believe that Jen Shah's lawyer hates her, okay? Because during the sentencing, the... Um, Jen's lawyer, Priya Chaudhary, got to be the first person to uh <laughs> to she's the one that started and gave a statement she talked about jen being a you know a mother and a wife and her cousins and her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law and her therapist and her manager and they're all here and they're here and she's so i got so much sympathy and you know jen has so much sympathy for these people whose lives were ruined under her business and she had no idea they didn't even speak to jen and the judge immediately was like yeah jen didn't talk to these victims because she's too high in the fucking conspiracy she was too important to talk to victims she was the leader of the conspiracy itself so like you talking about like Jen didn't know all the people that she hurt because she's just an innocent per woman running a business. No, it's because she didn't have time for these people. Anyway, Priya Chaudhary, this lawyer, is fucking things up for Jen and it's hilarious. Um, she acknowledges that she says that, oh, Jen acknowledges that, you know, that that's true. She will always remember the names of all the victims. Like, get the fuck out of here. She says how Jen grew up uh, poor and she's been, spent months and months reading the names of all the people that she's hurt. She's praying for them. She's praying for their for, for their forgiveness, but she can never forgive herself and all this shit. Like, it is so fucking stupid. She's going on and on. And then the judge says, well, does she still have justice for Jen merchandise on her website? <laughs> And Priya Chaudhary's like, um, not anymore. Um, <laughs> we took it off the website. <laughs> like, come on. Nobody is falling for the shit that Jen is this like innocent bird who like didn't know. And she's just a hardworking woman. And what the people were doing under her is no, she has no idea. She tries to say this thing about how. You know, Jen chose to go on a TV show because she was trying to hide the pain that she was going under. She was in so much pain. She was trying to fake it till she made it. She didn't try. She she tried not to see the people who lost money like she was deluding herself. The original fraud she committed was on herself. It was insane. And the judge is like, but 
her being on the show has nothing to do with it because she decided to go on the show years after all of the crimes started taking place. Like, what what are you talking about? Are you saying she was like so deluded and hungry for uh, more that she like conti- she went on the show? Like, what are we what are we trying to say here? And the and the lawyer's trying to say this whole thing about like oh yeah, like she was so delusional and she was so lost and hungry in her selfish greed until she saw the information about the victims. And once she saw the victims and all of that, that's when she decided to plead guilty. Girl, come the fuck on, okay? Then she says this whole, she goes on this diatribe about she's from Hawaii and it's the land of the elders and now the elders are her victims and they're the ones that are teaching her and that she's so sorry and she, you know, she has faith in the justice system and she's going to pay repay her debt to society. Now, let me just say something. Okay, you want to talk about elders, defrauding elders? How about the one elder, which is her mother, who, by the way, is not mentioned at all during the sentencing. The mom is not even mentioned as the people who have traveled with her. Jen goes on later to make a statement. She never even mentions her mother. Let's not forget, we have television proof of her mother liquidating her retirement, her life savings to pay for this woman's lawyers. And you want to talk about, oh, defrauding elders? Yeah, she defrauded her own mother, okay? Anyway. She's a monster. Like she was doing shit. She was moving into overseas, like operations to overseas companies. I mean, this is a bad woman. Okay. She, she is not a good person. Okay. And, and then she's trying to be like, oh, like when the judge is like, well, if, you know, if she felt guilty and she pled guilty and she had all this remorse, why would she move her operations to overseas? And the, the lawyer tries to be like, oh, well, um, Jen Shaw was looking to protect the good things that her company was doing. And the judge is like, what good things were telemarketers doing? Calling elderly people, taking advantage of their lack of computer skills and selling business opportunities and maxing out their credit card? You guys, I lost my mind when I saw that, okay? I lost my mind. The judge said, I get it that she did some good work in like her community, but you're going to have a hard time if you're if what you're trying to do is tell me that this long lie and fraud that she committed had some good to it and that's what she was trying to protect. I mean, it was crazy, okay? It's crazy. The lawyer tries to talk about Jen Shah's birthday being in federal prison. I just it's it's wild okay it's wild the judge keeps reminding them that like yeah there is conspiracy that took place that she was the head of okay she was she was a head she was the head of the entire shtick okay i know i've been watching a lot of sopranos okay and i feel like i know a lot of what's going on here I feel like that's why fucking Heather Gay isn't admitting the fact that Jen Shah fought with her and gave her a fucking black eye, you guys, because this woman is the head of like a ring of fraud. Okay, she is the mob boss here. And we know that because when the government today started speaking, um, gave their statement, they talked about the fact that like Jen Shah was running an entire 
ring. She had an entire operation she was the boss of, and the people that she was hiring were drug addicts. They were drug addicts. She was taking advantage of them. She was sending text messages about the people that she was defrauding, an 80-year-old woman, and she said, did you get her to stop crying? And she was laughing about it. She was teaching people how to commit the fraud. She was moving things overseas herself. She was dealing with cash on her own because she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. Like the government is pointing out that literally nobody else that has been a part of this case has done shit as badly as she did. And there has not been a little, even an ounce of remorse on her side about all of the stuff that she's fucking done. She has even, she's like sent text messages mocking victims. So the fact that like there's all this stuff all of a sudden that we're having to watch on the show of her crying to her therapist this week and did I fuck up my kid's life? Yeah, you did fuck up your kid's life. And you fucked it up because of what? The government today pointed out the fact that her husband makes very good money. There was no reason for her to commit all this fraud. There was no reason for her to do all this shit. No, no reason. None. And even after her arrest, she was selling free Jen Shah merchandise on her motherfucking website, you guys. This woman has no remorse. She's not a good person. And I'm bringing this up because apparently there's a rumor that Andy is going to do some sort of a sit down with her to hear what she has to say. Fuck that shit. I don't ever want to hear about Jen Shah. I don't want to hear from Jen. I want to hear about her because I would like to revel in the misery that she is experiencing because call me a monster but that's just me but I don't want to hear from her I don't want to hear any words out of her mouth because the words that came out of her mouth today during the sentencing were crazy she's she starts off she starts off by saying that even her tagline which was brought into question that the only thing I'm guilty of is being shamazing is not something that she wrote. It's that she was given by the by the television producers. That's now who she is. And that the TV show is just a TV show. And then she says that she calls herself an immigrant from Hawaii. An immigrant from Hawaii. I don't think I don't uh, I don't think that that's I don't think that that's the case, Jen. I don't think that you are an immigrant if you come from Hawaii. Okay, she's not even um, an immigrant. Okay, I just looked this up and she's not even from Hawaii. Her parents, she is of Tongan and Hawaiian descent. She was born in Utah, okay? It doesn't make you an immigrant, Jen. Like just the fact that she starts this off and then she calls herself like the matriarch of her family and the elders deserve the most respect. She's not the matriarch of the family. Your mother's the matriarch of the family. She's the eldest mother. She's the eldest woman in your family. How does that make you the matriarch? How the fuck does that work? Remember the lady who you took money from, the lady who had to liquidate all of her life savings to pay for your lawyers? That's the lady who's the matriarch of the family. Who the fuck are you? And then she like she goes on and on all this stuff. She's not really even saying anything of value to be completely honest. I don't I don't think that there's anything uh a value that she she really says. We find out that she's going to pay $6 million in restitution um, while in prison, and they're going to use the merch that she sells on her website. 
She's going to use her Jen Shaw merch to pay $6 million in restitution, you guys. What in the She by Sheree sweatsuits is this shit, okay? She talks about how she worked on anti-racism organizations and she works for the LGBT community. I mean, do we want to roll the tapes about all the times that she was bullying Brooks Marks? I wonder what Meredith has to say since Meredith has so much sympathy for her this season. At the end, she says something about like, she says to Omar, I'm sorry that you were woken up at gunpoint. I'm sorry to my late father. But she never says anything about her mom. Which goes to show again that Jen Shah doesn't actually care about the elders, you guys. She does not care about the elders. She does not care about the people that she has defrauded. She is not a person I wish to see on my television anymore. And again, watching her on this show is deeply, deeply fucking upsetting. But unfortunately, let's talk about the episode I watched. I'm going to talk about it very briefly. I've already spent several minutes talking about the stupid lady. Okay. But Heather, okay, let's talk about Heather. Heather fucking sucks. I already said she, I cannot stand her. We had this whole bullshit with the black eye stuff in the beginning. It's so annoying. And then later on when she has a sit down with Whitney, Whitney, she tells Whitney, like, you didn't even check on me. You don't even know what's good. What do you mean you chased me down? You don't even know how I got my black eye. And then Whitney's like, so how did you get it? And then what Heather says, I don't want to talk about it. And I can't tell you anyway because we were on a friendship break. She is an asshole. She doesn't actually care about the friendship break. She only cares about the fact that Whitney is friendly with Lisa. If Whitney went on a friendship break and was friends with Meredith, she would not give a fuck. But the fact that Whitney went on a friendship break and then became friends with Lisa, that's the only thing she cares about. And for those reasons, I can't stand her. Okay? I can't. Let's run down the list. Who else is on this show? Right, Meredith. Okay, Meredith is suddenly having a ton of sympathy for Jen and her bullshit. And it's bullshit. It is such bullshit. We've seen her rail on and on last season. The way she storms off because Dana brings up the case at the at the at the dinner. I mean, let's not forget she went on and on last year about Jen being a criminal and defrauding elders for millions of dollars. Hello. And then later on when she's like mad at Angie K and Dana for whatever they said in San Diego. It's absurd. The the fact that she thinks that Dana should have behaved a certain way because she was invited to a trip, like that's bananas to me. She thinks Angie K is wrong for telling Lisa what they were talking about. But let's be real. Meredith happily gossiped about Lisa, first about the affair, then about the SEC filing, the, the favors for Vita Tequila. Then she denied it. And then at the dinner... She like at the dinner, she denied it. And then right now at this party, she's like, it wasn't even gossip. It wasn't even bad. It was just facts. Also, Meredith is not as smart as she likes to put on. She's not as classy or rich or smart as she puts on because she says her nephew, who was unfortunately in this horrible near death situation, terrible mental health, the person that she's doing all this for, she says that he did a 360. A 360, you guys. He's 360 from where he was last year, where she went to go save his life and pick up the pieces. These people are fucking idiots, you guys. It's insane to me that the show is full of such morons that Ted Cruz supporter Lisa Barlow, 
is the winner of the show. I wrote winner of the season because I'll be honest, until the very end when they said next time on the Rojasos of Salt Lake City season finale, I really thought this was the last episode of the show. And I'd like it to be. It's They started off swinging and I was having so much fun with the choir rehearsals and all of that cuckoo banoo stuff. But then we got to this black eye business and I'm exhausted. We got to talk about the friend song. Okay, so obviously there's going to be a, a finale next week. I think hopefully I can have Brett of Bravo by Brett, famous influencer and Bravo <laughs> – Bravo social media um, personality. He's going to be on hopefully next week. So we're going to talk about the show, uh, the season as a whole. But I have to talk about the Friends Love. And obviously, I'm going to talk about the Friends Love. I'm going to talk about the Angie's K and H. Angie H is an absolute weirdo, okay? But the thing is, I think this cast is full of weirdos. And if we're going to continue the show, I think that that weirdo deserves a snowflake, okay? Second... Uh, also, another reason why I think Angie K would be a good addition or Angie H would be a good addition is because um, she is the glue that might bring Whitney and Heather together in a way that might make it more compelling than Heather just talking down to Whitney because uh, she obviously thinks that Whitney is an idiot. Um, so that's that. Angie K has a, a bit of a case of the Whitney's in her delivery of information. And for that reason, I say, why not give her a fucking snowflake at this point? Should Dana get a snowflake? I don't know. I I think she should get the fuck away from this group. Like she's the only person with sense. There was that like clip of the in the uh, trailer of her yelling at Jen, and I don't think that we're gonna get that. I don't think we're gonna get it because I don't know what the production team is thinking about the show. Um, I forgot that I didn't really talk about Whitney, and for Whitney, my notes say shrug emoji. That's how I feel about Whitney. Again, I know this is not the finale, but these are my thoughts. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and then I will be back to talk about Real Housewives of Miami. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we're back. Let's talk about Rehasos of Miami. I'm talking about last week's episode and this week's episode. I didn't realize that they were releasing an episode over the holiday, so I didn't expect to watch it. And then I went into the old Peacock, and they had two episodes. So here we are. Anyway, we open back up in Miami in the Sprinter van where Alexia is being an absolute monster. Okay, maybe this is why Marisol is drunk all the time, because that allows her to ignore the fact that Alexia is a fucking monster. Julia is absolutely right when she says that Alexia's, when Alexia's cover is blown, she opens her mouth and we see who she really is. And when she says that, Alexia, of course, of course, she says Julia's jealous. She's jealous of her. Of course she is. Then Alexia says something like, I'm always going to be in the spotlight because I was born a star. Nobody knows what that's about. Everybody makes faces. and Nobody understands what the fuck is going on. That seems to be a theme on this show a lot when Alexia is fighting. 
Anyway, they go to a place where they have Cafe Bustelo cans for centerpieces, and I fucking love that because if you've ever lived in New York, you know that Cafe Bustelo is all of the business when it comes to coffee. If you want good coffee, you have to be having Cafe Bustelo, okay? I'm not going to argue with you about it. It's a queen's thing. It's like one of the best things that my husband has given me is the fact that he introduced me to Cafe Bustelo. Okay, anyway, they make some cocktails. They make some cigars. I don't know. Adriana is absolutely right because she says that people feel really bad for Alexia because she's handled a lot of tragedies, herself included. They give her a lot of sympathy. But the real Alexia is not a good person. Yeah, yeah, Adriana, I've been saying that since the beginning. Alexia sucks. Julia wants to figure out how to move forward at the table, and Alexia does a lot more of like her, I'm sorry, I'm just saying, I'm sorry, I didn't want to hurt you, but I'm just saying, I'm sorry, which is like, again, a whole lot of nothing. It literally means nothing. Guri at this point chimes in and she says, some people want to have a microphone and some people don't want others to have a microphone. And the ladies are very confused and the editors play clown music. Now, Gertie, I understand what you were saying, but when the editors play clown music, you've lost your audience, okay? It is important to read the room. And the room is full of idiots, okay? Marisol then is like all confused. And she says she's so confused when Gertie talks. And then they do a lot of mocking of Gertie's face and her facial expressions. And it just feels like a microaggression to me. It does. It just felt deeply, deeply problematic to me. Like to sit there and mock the way that this black woman is talking. Like, I don't know. Something about that just felt really icky to me. It gave me the ick. And also Marisol, you sitting there and talking about like, I don't understand anything when Gertie's talking. You're friends with Alexia. Alexia doesn't know anything. She doesn't understand anything. So what are you talking about? Other women want to sit around and act like Gertie is so confusing and hard to understand, but I feel like she's pretty fucking clear. She's calling Alexia out. Alexia said she is a star when she got defensive for some fucking reason because she thinks people are jealous of her. And when you call out Alexia, that's when, and when she calls out Alexia, she's like, Alexia's like, so Gertie, you saw it. You said you're in vogue. You said, oh, I'm a party planner. I'm in vogue. It's like, okay, (laughs) Gertie says, but that's a fact, which is correct. Gertie, you are correct. That is a fact. Alexia is saying that she's a star is an opinion. And Gertie saying, I'm a party planner who is in vogue. That is a fact. There's a big difference here, ladies. This is a group that does not understand opinions and facts. And it's funny that that, that comes up because today, um, I believe New Jersey passed a law that uh, added certain information. I think they, uh, critical thinking, critical thinking and how to, in uh, how to understand um, information. Like, I think I've, you know what, guys, I'm really fucking it up because New Jersey, my beautiful, wonderful state of New Jersey that people want to hate on, but I'm fine with it. You want, you want to hate on, oh, okay. It's called New Jersey becomes the first state to require information literacy lessons for K through 12. And that includes things like how information is created and produced, the difference between opinions and facts, what critical thinking is. How to understand economic, legal, and social issues when it comes to understanding information. This is obviously something that was not taught in the Miami-Dade County area for these women because they don't understand what the difference between a fact and opinion is. Alexia's opinion is that she is a star. Alexia's opinion is that people are jealous of her. 
Gertie is a very popular party planner who is also in vogue. Those are facts. But anyway, Alexia storms off to smoke cigars. Adriana's comforting Gertie, and they talk about the hierarchy. There is a pecking order. There is a hierarchy. And Alexia's, like, whispering to Maris, I've never mistreated Gertie, even though, like, we've seen you talk about Gertie very negatively. You were mad about the fact that Gertie sent you flowers at your wedding because you said, who sends flowers to a wedding? You know I'm going to have flowers here. You're a party planner. You should know that. Listen. I've talked enough about how much I hate Alexia, but you're never going to get an ounce of sympathy from me out of Alexia, okay? They all make cigars. They make a lot of blowjob jokes, whatever. They talk about how there's going to be a Formula One racing event in Miami, and apparently Lenny is going there with his girlfriend, and Lisa was also planning to go, and Larsa was planning to go, and they might potentially go. More on that later. They all go back to the hotel. They get dressed out for the night out, but they also do some shit talking. Everyone's like in their little groups, right? Alexia Marisol are complaining about Gertie and Julia and Adriana. And Alexia claims that Gertie is, one, hard to understand. And then she also claims that Juliana and Adriana are tag-teaming them all the time. And that, my friends, is called projection. That is projection. Alexia and Marisol complaining about somebody else being together all the time and tag-teaming is projection. Alexia complaining that somebody else is hard to understand is projection because Alexia herself is hard to understand and Alexia herself tag teams with Marisol all the time okay they get to dinner and there's a lot of disordered eating talk okay like like I don't know like this episode and even the next one like Larissa's always talking about like oh I should stop eating I they're like I ate a bag of chips I'm so bad no stop it i mean they don't know the difference between fact and opinion why am i bothering guys right who cares adriana gets a call from the alleged married man right because we can't forget that that was a fight last episode and this man confirms that he has been divorced for three years and when she tells the table this alexia pulls a screenshot of public records that showed that this man has been married for 20 years and it's very confusing to adriana Okay. I mean, Alexia bringing this up at the table for sure is like a calculated move, right? But that's that's Alexia for it. She did, didn't she do this to Karen? Who was uh, her own problem? But still, she, she does this shit. This is who Alexia is. Um, Lisa calls them when they're at dinner and she tells them that Lenny and the other woman were canoodling while the kids were all in the house and she's really sad about it. And then she says, you guys think she's they're fucking, right? For sure. And I was just like, oh, Lisa, you sweet summer child. They like, they all pass the phone around and they have like, they give her words of wisdom. I just like feel really bad for her. I really do. Because she's just not the wisest person here. And she's, she's definitely living in denial. And it's very sad. I think Nicole says later on in the next episode, like, Lisa reminds me that I should always work. Because, like, whatever she's going through, this is, like, real fucked up. Anyway, they go to see, like, a witch or a wizard or a shaman or baby Jesus, according to Larsa. And they think the man is a BS artist, but they're also so hammered that they are all sobbing hysterically (laughs) and opening up and healing. I mean, I wouldn't say that this man is a shaman, and I would not even say that he's a good therapist because 
He tells Adriana to go back to her childhood and be her mother's support. And I was like, that's therapy one. You put that shit in the back. You say, oh, that shit happened in my childhood. I am not that child anymore. I am an adult. Bye-bye. And then you leave. Anyway, they're all crying. But then they all head back to Miami. Um, Adriana is practicing a dance for her new video, music video called Faya. And you guys... She just, I don't know how you can't see this. It's Brazilian Ramona, okay? Those moves are Brazilian Ramona. She's got Ramona's whole body. And it's amazing. I think they're actually almost close in age. I think Adriana's like in her 50s. She looks amazing. Um, Alexia Larsa and Marisol don't show up to the rehearsal. Kiki is the only one that's there. And um, the director is having a full conniption. He's having a full conip, okay? Alexia, Larsa, and Marisol are having a lovely lunch because they are not interested at all in being in this music video, and I don't blame them. But Larsa casually shares a story about how um, she went to the weekend. She she and Lisa went out. They went to the Formula One, the F1 stuff. They confronted the Lenny and the other woman. Lisa's also at a lunch with Marina, Lenny's mother, who was like just horrified, shocked, appalled, just like disgusted by her son's behavior and they talk about this run-in with Lenny and this other woman and it sounds very sad and like I don't know if you saw but if you go on Instagram the video is like all over the woman's like licking her lips like they just don't give a fuck it's really fucking terrible but the episode ends with Larsa just casually dropping (laughs) that her friend you guys you guys like you guys you won't believe it you want to hear something I have some tea I heard that like Julia was like making out with like a dude at at a strip club. (laughs) Casually. Casually. She said at a strip club at the end of this, but then by next episode, she's like, they were at the Four Seasons. Okay. Is there a strip club at the Four Seasons? (laughs) It's very fancy. Um, The next episode opens up at Adriana's music video, Faya, on, on a yacht. Um, no one has learned their choreography. Again, the director is losing his light and no one is listening. Um, it doesn't matter what else is going on in the boat between the dancing and all of that. Because like I said, the director is just upset. No one's listening. They lost the shot. <laughs> There's just chaos. And what's more interesting is that Larsa decides to confront Julia about kissing someone at the club. And Julia's like, yeah, I made out with somebody in public. It doesn't count. I don't know what it is about Julia. She could say or do anything, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, there's something about her delivery where I'm like, hmm, okay. (laughs) I believe you. That's fine. Like, this conversation happens, then they do some music video stuff, and then Gertie and Alexia talk. And at this point, Gertie has been ignoring Alexia. But then Alexia immediately, once being confronted, pulls up the tears and starts sobbing about her trauma, okay? And then she immediately turns the tears off about how she cannot handle Gertie's facial expressions. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea what they're fighting about. Nobody knows. It started with face, with Gertie's face. Then it went to charity, the charity event. Then it went to mother dying. Then it went to wedding. It went to you're in a bubble because you're full of yourself. It was such chaos. And to me, that's cinema, okay? That's the best kind of housewives fighting because no one knows what's happening, but by the end of it, they're crying together and they're saying that I admire you and I respect you. 
I have no idea what they were doing. I don't know, but I loved it. I loved it. Again, Larsa then sits Julia down and says, explain to me about this kissing somebody. Why were you kissing this man? And Julia's like, I don't know. When I see people, they spot me in public. I just like want to give them something to talk about. So I just like kiss this person. And Larsa's like, there's no paparazzis at the Four Seasons, okay? Like, there no, there's nobody looking at you. That's a lie. She's really trying to make something out of nothing. Um, but Adriana's like, what's the big deal? Why are we keep? Why do we keep bringing this up? You guys are ruining my day. This is my party. We're making my music video. My director is about to lose his mind. She points out the fact that like Julia kissed Lisa last year and nobody cared. And Kiki's like, so what? That was a game. And Adriana loses her mind. She says, you don't know shit to Kiki. And Kiki <laughs> proceeds to take her whopper, okay? And she gets the fuck out of there. because She's like, you know what? I'm not shooting anymore. I'm not going to go in front of that camera. I'm eating this burger and I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love that, okay? I want to travel with a purse burger. And when I'm sick of your shit, I'm going to be like, I'm going to take my burger and get the fuck out of here. Okay. Please pack your Whopper and go. Okay. Um, that, that's the end of that scene. It's so crazy. Uh, then we see Gertie at home doing some wedding season, busy, 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 booked and busy stuff with her hot fireman husband who's rubbing tanning lotion on her legs. I mean, she's living the dream. Okay. Uh, we go to Lisa at home with her kids. She's with her daughter. She's having ice cream time. And listen, I feel really bad for Lisa and everything she's going through. But she says to her daughter, what color is the ice cream, chocolate or vanilla? What color is the ice cream, chocolate or vanilla? Okay. Again, I feel terrible for her. Lenny is now like in the news denying that he's getting a divorce. He's playing all these games with her. She's going through a lot. She's Again, not the brightest woman, okay, completely, fully invested in her marriage, really thought this was it, lived her life with this man. I don't even know if, I mean, I know that Lisa wanted to have kids, but Lisa was really, really deeply upset in the beginning of Miami, if you ever watch like the early seasons. Her fertility stuff really fucked her up and Lenny made her feel like shit about it. And she went through a lot to give this man some kids. And so the fact that all that shit went down, and here he is fucking putting her through this. It really does suck. I feel terrible for her. But also she asked her daughter, what color is the ice cream, chocolate or vanilla? Okay. Then we go to Julia's farm to glum party. <laughs> farm to glum. <laughs> Gertie gets her first and Julia says that she had to uninvite Kiki. Now, I said earlier that I love Julia and she could do anything, but I didn't think that was cool. Julia, why did you uninvite Kiki? But then we see a shot that Kiki threatened to sue Adriana's music director. And obviously, she uninvited Kiki because of Adriana. Let's just call it what it is. It's not about the fighting. It's not about the suing. It's because of Adriana. That's all. That's all it is. The rest of the ladies arrive and Julia, uh, the Julia kissing this man thing comes up. And, and Larsa really thinks that she's doing something, okay? Larsa thinks she's really doing something. And like, I get what I get what Julia is saying, which is that like, you were obviously trying to make you were doing a calculated thing, you're bringing this up on camera to try to make it a thing. 
And Larsa's like, well, if it's not a big deal, then why are you getting so defensive, right? And it's like, the thing is, Julia never got defensive. Initially, she said, yeah, I kissed somebody. Who cares? Yeah, that was me. Whatever. Well, actually, no. No. First, she said she wasn't there. Then she said she did do it. Then she said she did it for the cameras. And then she said, oh, she said, I did do it, but it doesn't count because it was in public. And then this time she says it again. Larsa brings it up again. And Martina's there. Martina's in the middle of it. And Martina very clearly says, I would prefer... I would prefer that Julia make out with a man than a woman. And that's where I realized that these women do not understand how queer people operate. To them, it's like crazy, right? Like, I think that if it was a gay man, I think if it was a gay man and they saw another, a gay man kissing a woman, they would not make a big deal out of it, right? But I think they don't understand how queer women especially how lesbian relationships or queer females in relationships operate. I don't think they understand it because they really lose their mind over it. They're really, really losing it. They don't understand. But I just loved Martina being like, I don't give a shit. I hope it's a man and not a woman because I'm not threatened by a man. And I just loved it. Like Larsa really tried and it didn't work out and I loved it. And then they just like shoo her home. They're like, oh, it's raining. You guys should go home. And Larsa's like, oh, it's going to rain. I hate rain. And then she leaves. Um, oh, before she leaves, Lisa comes and the way they all like gather around her and comfort her. I just, I did really enjoy it. I feel like it was natural. It was supportive. It was giving me Camille Grammer going through her divorce. That's every time Lisa walks in, that's what it reminds me of, of like Mauricio comforting Camille. And if you listen to Watch What Happens, you know exactly what I'm thinking right now. But that's the only, that's like thought that comes to my mind. But I really genuinely think that these women are super supportive and lovely to Lisa and it's great. Last of the ladies leave because there's rain coming and they didn't get Julia as riled up as they could. Um, And then Martina and Julia have this like adorable little dive and it broke my heart and it made me literally start crying because Martina was recently diagnosed with throat and breast cancer. And it just made me really, really sad. Okay. It did. It broke my heart for her. Um, but if you're not watching Miami, I don't know what you're what you're doing. And honestly, if you're not watching Miami, why are you listening to this recap? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you have a lovely weekend. And I will be back next week to talk about all of the things that I talked about. Bye.